Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. These people, these Haram police, sometimes may not even be who they say they are. They may not even be Muslim to begin with. They might be Zionists in disguise. No? We entering our conspiracy theory yeah. era? Like, I feel like a burping. What? Ew, that was, <laughs> was that your attempt at a burp? You like it's almost like you did a reverse, but you literally made less sound with your. <laughs> that was nothing. <laughs> Just making a sound in general with your mouth. <laughs> Welcome back to the cousin connection podcast. podcast. Hey guys, how's it going? How are you? Do you what know something different? Do you see us in 4K? Is this 4K quality? No, it's 1080p still. It would take a lot of memory if I did, you know, 4K. We'll work up to that, you know. I need to get a better computer and all that stuff. But for now, you know, hopefully the quality is somewhat better. Because we got got a a new new camera. camera. We didn't plan that at all. We (laughs) We actually didn't. It's the cousin (laughs) connection. (laughs) How would it, like, turns out completely, like, worse quality in my phone? I... (laughs) would be very upset <laughs> but yeah so hopefully it works out we'll see I'm, I'm gonna have to figure it out i didn't do a test on like how long it records for yet oh <laughs> great so uh if now it we... like stops recording halfway through we have a backup don't worry just in case okay so but also we'll if you see that. us making like extra eye contact this episode it's because we're trying to make sure that the camera doesn't stop recording so we're exactly at it i do that already on the episodes i know <laughs> but sometimes i notice like when yeah. we get really into a conversation we're just like literally like this the whole time oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but then i'm like wait there are people watching this we should probably face this way no i don't know this is a conversation between us that they are privy to okay they're 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 jumping in on okay so we got to make this sound as natural as possible sada what have you done this week how was your week can i actually tell you my thought what? process while i was driving over here today i was like you know what mm-hmm. i like obviously you know amir and i always try to find ways to elevate our episode enhance Mm-hmm. the experience if you will you know and i was like hmm how can we i know a lot a lot of times people show us like uh, or sorry ask us like show us a behind the scenes mm-hmm. or um like how do you edit your videos what equipment do you use etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. and oh that sounds so much better thank you <laughs> yeah you were really quiet there for a second. <laughs> yeah i was like i feel like i was talking loud but i just couldn't hear myself yeah. properly um but i was thinking like we should do like a full-on behind the scenes slash podcast episode where like Mm -hmm. we show you know us coming in setting up yeah record it like obviously like the recording part we would cut it out because that would be an episode Mm -hmm. and then it would then go to you like uploading it to the computer how you import like basically going through the whole process like from step one to final exit not exit export exactly Mm -hmm. so like and then and then i would take over from there and show like how do we set up the episodes Mm -hmm. etc like would you guys want to see something like that for those of you that are maybe considering starting a podcast or Mm -hmm. are maybe just getting started but not really sure on what to do and honestly it could work for anybody who's 
interested in any type of content creation. Yeah, it's not it's even the same for, setup. Exactly, right? it's the exact same setup. Yeah, you um, film, edit the content, and then put it up. Exactly, so it could work universally. Honestly, you could probably just make a video in general for that. So you know, it might be seen a cut video. Well, we have like a bunch of videos we're supposed to have out by now. So <laughs> we have vlogs lined up. So you know what? If we can get them out by like December break when everyone's yeah. off and actually at home and can watch it. That's when we'll aim exactly. to get them out. I'm going to try and get out the last, I think, two or one vlog I can't left. I don't know how many you have left from the, like the trip at literally the beginning of the year. We still have Spain <laughs> and then the second part of Sweden. Sweden. Yeah. Sweden. Sweden. Isn't that how they say it anyways? <laughs> yeah. Sweden. Speaking of Sweden, Sweden <laughs> and how do I connect this? Yeah. And I'm waiting for it. Traveling and okay, now I'm not going to make it work. <laughs> What were you trying to say? I was trying to connect it to dentistry. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> How? How, Sway? You know what I did this week, Sada? <laughs> Guys, you know what? This episode should be called Amir Goes to the Dentist. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah. I messaged you because mm. I had a traumatic... I also went to the dentist, but that's not special. His yeah. Is. We'll talk about his in a sec. I messaged you because I had a traumatic appointment. And I was like... Really? Yeah, I'll tell you after, but I want to oh, hear your shoot. experience Okay, first. well, if you don't know already, I, I haven't been to the dentist in like six plus years. Literally, it's been so long that I couldn't remember like how long it has been since I've been there. So when they asked you, you said Yeah, I said like six plus years maybe, you know, whenever my parents' insurance ran out. Even though I had my own insurance at that point, I was too lazy to find my own dentist. Um, so thankfully, like, I think I mentioned this at one point, but Nabat... She came in clutch. It was literally at like my birthday dinner. I was we were joking about how I haven't been to the dentist and she's like, Give me your phone. Give me your phone. She took my phone and she like well actually no, she she was about to take my phone, but then she called her own dentist and was like, Yo, can you like book an appointment for this guy? And I was expecting that, you know, like, okay, they'll get I'll get an appointment next week because I don't know how the game works anymore, right? Yeah. They're like, Okay, we have an opening in remember, this is no September seventeenth. We have an opening in uh November twenty first. Is that good for you? I was like, November twenty first? <laughs> like how is that how it works these days? I didn't question it. I was like, Okay, November twenty first. I wasn't gonna go to dentist anyway, so you know, <laughs> what's two months gonna make a difference? <laughs> right, right, right. So the day starts coming up. I literally like was so bad at setting this up. They would message me every other day being like, hey, so uh, we need some of your information. Can you like send it to us? Uh, we really need this for like your insurance and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll totally send it. I'll totally send it. And I literally did not send my information until 24 hours before the uh, appointment to the point where like, before they were texting me, actually, they actually started calling me directly being like, hey, so we need that information. You have your appointment tomorrow. So finally, I like thankfully, I sent it all to them. And actually, they called me the moment right after I sent the information to them because this was like the second time they had called. OK, all that was happening. I drove up to the spot. First off, this place was like a dentist office. I've never seen before. <laughs> like, if I knew they were like this now, I don't think maybe this is a unique situation. But like, when you first walk in, mm -hmm. you're you're like hit with lights everywhere. It's like you got like signs here. You've got uh, a giant big screen TV in the middle of the room that's playing like new movies. It was playing like Mario the movie on there. Uh, on one side of it, you've got a VR station. What? In the back, you've got like. <laughs> playstation and xboxes and then like if you go a little bit further down the hall you got a cafe with like free coffee and and refreshments and then there's like a little small room on the side they're like oh this is where the you know massage chairs are you already know where i was chilling waiting for my appointment 
<laughs> so I was already like, yo, I'm gassed, man. Like, I was missing out on this this whole time. <laughs> They're not all like that, by the way. Oh, okay. So, yeah. you know, that's that, then the bat really came in clutch because this place was amazing. The only thing that sucked, it was like midway between my work and my, uh, my house, mm-hmm. which usually would be ideal. But usually the time that you're driving home and back, the traffic is horrible. So getting to this spot was horrible in itself. But I also planned it or I didn't plan it properly mm-hmm. where I was actually working from home the day that oh. I had the appointment. Yeah. So I because I wanted to book it on a day that I wasn't gonna, I was going to be at work so I could just go halfway there and then leave from there and go home. Right. But, you know, you know, hindsight is 2020. I'm going to fix that for later, inshallah. But so I pulled up to this spot. They like sit me down. They're like talking very nice. I was like, oh, damn, like I'm missing on all of this. <laughs> and then finally they called me up into the dentist seat and they're like checking out my teeth and they're like giving me the x-rays and everything's going like beautifully. It's to the point where I'm like sitting back in the chair. They have a TV <laughs> in the roof. They had a TV in the roof. And they're like, do you do you watch Netflix? Are there any Netflix episodes you want? I'm like, what? Like, how, when did this happen? I don't remember. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing this is not normal no it's not <laughs> it's really not they had like a, a big screen tv in the roof that i could watch any netflix show and like i was already awkward so of course guess what they pull up what they pull up those like lo-fi cafe <laughs> videos the ones that we use for our own backgrounds <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> like the exact same channel that i use what to like get heck? our backgrounds and then i remembered the moment the actual after doing like some of the x-rays i remembered why i hated dentist because the first thing they started with was mm-hmm. the cleaning and this they is started why, with the cleaning before like just checking your teeth Oops. yeah that's weird it, i guess so i don't know maybe how i don't know how the process works mm. so um they started cleaning and i hated this process this is the reason i didn't go to the dentist for a long time like after all these lights and seeing all this glitz and glam I was reminded very quickly why I didn't go for a long time mm-hmm. because the cleaning process at the dentist is like the most like uncomfortable. It's not always painful. It's just super uncomfortable because like they'll be going over your teeth. It's this weird thing that I think it's like a water jet. I think it's like a super strong water pick. I don't know what it is. There's like a physical like little pick, but then yeah. water shoots out of it. Okay, that thing. And like it's fine for a bit. And then they'll go over like one sensitive tooth and you'll get the weirdest, sharpest pain in an instant. Mm-hmm. And then it'll go away. And because of that, everything else feels fine, but you're now you're on edge. Yeah. And I didn't realize I was doing this because I was trying to act tough. You know, I was trying to toughen up for the whole, for the whole appointment. Mm-hmm. So like, I, my feet were crossed and my hands were like clasped together. And like I, this? Or yeah, like this? Like, just like on top of each other, just okay. like crossed. I, I can't remember. I was just, like moving it around a lot. But every time that would happen, like my hands would get tight, right? And then I wouldn't realize that after like 10 seconds when everything's kind of going calmly, like I would feel my whole body being tense and I would like loosen up. <laughs> and then five, 10 seconds later, I'll tense up again and not realize I'm doing it. And I'll be loosened up. I'm like, why do I keep getting so tense? And I yeah. realize it's because my body's anticipating the pain. Cause I know like where the sensitive spots are going to be. Mm-hmm. So when they get away from that, your body like loosens up. But then when they get closer <laughs> to it, you start getting tighter. So <sighs> I feel like this is a universal experience. Kind of everybody goes through this. Hopefully, I don't know. Maybe this is something I'm just getting used to because my gums haven't been touched like that in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> um but <laughs> as she's doing this as she's doing this 
the dental assistant, I think that's what the it hygienist. is. The hygienist, dental hygienist. Mm-hmm. She's like gassing me up. She's like, you know what? For someone who hasn't been to the dentist for multiple years, these, this isn't too bad. You know, you've been doing an okay job. And at this point, I was like, yo, I, I didn't even need to come. Like, I've been good. Cavity uh, who? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, I was gassed at that point. I was like, okay, you know, she just cleaning it. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a whole appointment. Yeah. She was cleaning. She was finishing it up. You thought. <laughs> <laughs> they were they're showing me the x-rays and everything and i noticed a few things because i can see certain things in my teeth so i was like oh maybe that's just like chips right <laughs> <laughs> and she like uh is talking about oh you know your teeth aren't too bad mm-hmm. there was one spot that i didn't realize this but like behind my teeth i have uh those um what do you call those solid braces those not braces the metal retainer the metal retainer the the permanent retainer mm-hmm. and I didn't notice. I thought it was supposed to be smooth. (laughs) (laughs) Yours was smooth? It was like smooth behind it. And she's like, yeah, if there's any problem areas, it was definitely behind (laughs) here. I was like, okay, you know, just one thing. That's all it is. What? Didn't you think of anything when I told you how annoying the little... I thought I just got used to it. I didn't realize that. Is that, that why you told me, oh, they didn't do the flat one for you? Yeah. Because you literally said that to me and I was like, flat one? There's a flat version? I That's why. Because I thought it was supposed to be like that. Um, yeah. So this whole time, I was um, thinking yeah. my, my permanent retainers was supposed to be smooth on the back. But it was just that there's so much tar on the back that it like created a smooth material, like texture over it. Uh, and it was so weird because after they cut that out, mm-hmm. it felt like I got braces again. Because I could feel like every little detail, and my tongue actually started to get like slightly cut up. Because whenever you're, something is new in your mouth, your tongue just auto- I don't know what it is. Your your tongue has like a mind of its own sometimes, where it starts to like pick at certain parts of your teeth that feel different, yeah. and it like almost tries to feel it and like see what's different of that area. Er- it has about to that get area. used to that new. Exactly, sensation. but it's almost like you're doing it unintentionally. Your your tongue has a mind of its own at that point, mm. where it's feeling out that area and getting used to it, and then eventually. You just stop thinking about it and your tongue stops touching that area because it's like, okay, now I know what's here. Um, But yeah, so after that, I thought the appointment was done. And she's like, okay, so uh, just sit here. Uh, They're going to, and uh, the dentist is going to come. I was like, dentist? You thought that was a dentist? Aren't you the dentist? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what do you mean the dentist? You just told me my teeth were fine. I don't have to do anything after this. I'm going to, you know, I'm good to pay and get out of here. But she's like, no, no, no. They're going to look at your teeth and, you know, just make sure. I was like, weren't you looking at my teeth? You said they were good. They first picked me up. They took me for some of those, like, that weird x-ray where, like, you put your mouth on this, like, yellow thing. I hate that so much. And the thing is, the girls that were doing it mm-hmm. one of them was new and she was trying to figure out so i'm there like awkwardly standing my knees like slightly bent my back they're saying they say they keep saying keep it straight but it, every time i keep it straight like i feel like i'm gonna fall back so i'm trying to like not give them any issues but they're putting this weird thing on my temple and then this thing starts spinning around me and i feel like my knees are about to give out but finally that gets over and done with i sit back down in my chair i'm chilling there the dentist comes in and the vibe changes completely. I don't know what it is about dentists. Like they're like, okay, let's let's just like give them the bad news and let's go from here, right? Yeah. So they're looking at my teeth and she's like, uh, okay, so it looks like you have about five, six cavities here. And I was like, I was I was trying to like keep it cheery. I was like, five, six cavities. She's like, we're gonna have to take care of these, you know, maybe one or two sessions. And in this at this point, it's like, you know, that uh shock moment where like your ears start ringing 
and you're like, what the hell's going on? That I thought high, my teeth were that fine. high frequency. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> actually, you know when that actually really happened? She was like, oh, yeah, you have about five, six cavities. And you know, those wisdom teeth, they're going to they're gonna go. They gotta go. <laughs> we gotta, you know, next time, maybe when you come for your appointment, you're gonna have to like, uh, we're gonna have to consult about this and see when we can book a surgery to take these wisdom teeth out. And another thing you guys probably don't know, probably don't know is that the reason I also stopped going to dentists because they kept pushing to get my wisdom teeth taken out. Mm. And I did not want the surgery because I just hated it when they put the needles in my mouth. Like, remember that needle? Like, they'll put this long ass needle in your in your gums, and like it would freeze half your mouth and like i couldn't imagine how much worse it would be for a wisdom teeth removal because you're doing that and she's like oh yeah we're gonna do it uh while you're awake i'm like while i'm awake knock me out get me get me a, a anesthetologist what do you call them things anesthesia, uh, anesthesia. <laughs> <laughs> were you trying to say anesthesiologist yeah. that's anesthesiologist. the person who does it <laughs> <laughs> like knock me out i don't want to be awake for this you're gonna be ripping out four or two sets Wait, of teeth. You have four of your you have all four wisdom teeth? I think so, yeah. How did you have braces and you never took them out? I don't know. I never took out any teeth for my for my braces. Wow. Yeah. So okay. I thought I was good, right? But apparently like mine hadn't fully ruptured. Like they have they have ruptured ruptured, but there's still a little bit of gum over them. Mm. But I don't feel it anymore. I guess my mouth got used to it. Yeah. Uh but they said, Yeah, your teeth are like rotten away back there, man. <laughs> because the, because the gum is like slightly over it, the, yeah. that little crevice that it creates doesn't, it, I'm not able to reach it, right? Right, right, right. So I guess over time, they already filled it once. Yeah. Back in the day when I wouldn't move my wisdom teeth. Right. Uh, but they're like, yeah, those things, those fillings are coming out. <gasps> so uh, now I'm like, you know, five, six more years. What's that going to hurt, right? <laughs> Do I have to go back? I'm fine now. Wait, you're not trying to go back? Uh-huh. Amir. It's, no. I got my teeth cleaned. That's also, I don't know how you guys ever looked at me or let me walk around with my teeth unclean like that for so many years. <laughs> my teeth look so different. <laughs> let me see smile. Wow, I can see the space in between each and every tooth see? now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, y'all let me walk around like this? And I, I was insecure about my teeth for the longest time, but... Why? What? Why? Because the um, I felt like the cleaning, like maybe they weren't supposed to look like that naturally, but honestly, they look not too no, different. They, they look fine. To yeah, me. they look fine. So yeah, it's, you just get used to it. You get used to it over time. Uh, but yeah, that was that was an experience. So now I got to figure out if I'm ever gonna go back to the you. Dentist. you no, I mean you have to go back. I might, I might go back just so I can like get your fillings. What? Get your cavities filled. Like, yeah, I'm gonna get the cavities filled. I, I don't know about should... the wisdom teeth. Okay, can I tell yeah. you? Oh, yeah. Didn't you get your wisdom teeth taken out? Yeah. So I got my bottom ones like surgically removed. Mm -hmm. Um, And for that, like that was years ago, like way before braces or Mm -hmm. anything. And they gave me they actually gave me laughing gas Mm -hmm. to put me to sleep. And then they they did put you to sleep. But but I did like they told me don't fall asleep. This is just supposed to like make me drowsy, but Mm -hmm. not. But I was like, nah, this is my time to take a nap. You think I want to see you guys extracting my teeth? No, thank you. So I went boop, and I went to sleep. Yeah. Two hours later, or maybe it felt like two hours later, but like 30 minutes later, I yeah. woke up and I had like so much gauze in yeah. my mouth, um, but I couldn't feel anything because it was so numb. Yeah. So I didn't feel nothing. I was good mm-hmm. until the painkillers wore off and I was like, oh my God, I'm in so much pain. Like it is bad. Is it? Does Did you only feel the pain when you started trying to eat food or was no. it just constant pain? Constant pain. Then you take new painkillers. Yeah. And then you're good. It numbs it again. 
first off, I didn't know they had like gel gum and like teeth numbers or whatever you call those things now. So here's the thing. What? Remember, I, I only took out the bottom ones. Yeah. Then before I got braces two and a half years ago, mm-hmm. they had to take out my top wisdom teeth. Mm-hmm. For that one, he was like, so I went into my appointment expecting like the first time. Like mm-hmm. they'd put me to sleep. I'd be on a bed. But I went into a regular dentist office room. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'm just going to be on this chair. They're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, how long is this going to take? Like roughly? Why did you, were you not in a chair before? I was on like a... An actual like, operating table? Yeah, like a bed. Really? They had one in the... in the den- It was at the... You know the Unite here, the downtown yeah. one? Yeah, I went there for the first one. Yeah, that's, that place was... They took okay. care of me. Yeah, but like that's also the place that scared me. Wait, so you know... That, that place scared you? Well, yeah, because... No, that was the place that tried to get me to get my wisdom teeth taken out, which I probably should have done because at that yeah. point it was all paid for anyways. <laughs> yeah, like it's just... It's, a, it's expensive. Yeah. I didn't realize. But thankfully, I think my insurance covers like 90%. So oh, you're good okay. then. Yeah. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Like, so that time, Mm -hmm. I fell asleep, didn't feel nothing except for, like, when the painkillers wore off. Yeah. This time, Mm -hmm. so... I'm in the dentist chair, whatever, and he's like, okay, so we're going to, there's like this gel. Yeah, that's what they did for me. They put that first, mm-hmm. and it's like kind of minty. It tastes nice. Mm-hmm. And then they wait like maybe two minutes, and mm-hmm. then they put the needle in. But he gave me like four needles that day. Four needles? Yeah, like two on each side. Did you feel, you know, even even you, if you, you don't do feel, feel it. You do yeah, feel it. Yeah, you do feel it. But it's not as bad. Yeah, you feel the pressure too, which is kind of weird. No, no, you feel it feels like a very like small pinch. Yeah. But honestly, like I've been getting like a shit ton of fillings before mm-hmm. my braces. Like now I'm better. You got used to it. <laughs> that I'm used to it now. Mm-hmm. Like I can handle that. Needle pain is nothing. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, um, how long is it going to take? And like my mouth has never been that numb mm-hmm. while I was awake before. So like I couldn't feel like I couldn't even swallow. Like mm-hmm. I was drooling. That's how bad it was. Yeah. So then he was like, um, yeah, it's going to take like two hours. And I was like, what? Two hours? Two hours for what? And then he's like, yeah, but don't worry. Like, I'll try to go as fast as I can. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. But I'm like thinking in my head, like, oh, did it take two hours last time? I swear it was like 30 minutes. Like, mm-hmm. my mind's racing. I'm like terrified now. Yeah. And so I can't feel anything, but I can hear. Yeah. Right? And I can like, I can feel pressure, mm-hmm. but no pain. So now I can The hear- pressure is the weirdest part, too. No, the scariest thing is he had a freaking like drill type of tool. Yeah. And I could feel like my jaw vibrating from the mm-hmm. drill. And I'm not even joking. I'm here. Like I felt my tooth being broke. Like, Cause it was already ruptured. Like yeah. it's already out. So he was like drilling and breaking up the tooth in my mouth. Yeah. That's what they're doing. And I felt it all. That's why I don't like it. I don't like how it's like so aggressive, but I didn't feel pain. Yeah. But and it's just an awkward feeling and you don't want to like swallow it accidentally. Well, no, he, like, the hygienist that was mm-hmm. next to him was, like, good at, like, taking, taking out the pieces. Out, yeah. And then um, he, like, 15 minutes later, he's like, okay, we're done. 15 minutes? Yeah. Like, he did both of them in, like, 15 minutes. Damn. Okay. And I was like, well, I thought you said two hours. He was like, yeah. I was just joking. I wanted to scare you. I was like, what? Like, what? Who does that? 
mind you, he's actually like a really cool dentist. Yeah. Like we always talk about, he gives me show recommendations and yeah. vice versa. But like, I was like, why would you do that? Like literally, <laughs> why would you do that? What's yeah. the point? So that was fine, right? Mm-hmm. It's whatever. I, I called it a day, went home. It hurt, but it wasn't as bad as the other ones. Mm-hmm. Like this one wasn't as bad. So I think you should be okay. But let me tell you about my appointment on Tuesday. On Wednesday, sorry. Yeah, apparently appointment from hell. <laughs> so I don't know if like those of you that have, that have had braces, but like when you have your braces, the dentist doesn't do any fillings for you until mm-hmm. after your braces come off. So I went in and they're like, okay, um, the tooth that I had a root canal Wait, on, did you beat my high score? No, I only had three. Oh, okay. And it wasn't even like, it was one that they were just, they were just replacing the old, the old filling. So it wasn't like mm-hmm. new cavities, thankfully. Mm-hmm. So they were replacing the the um I lost my chance. They they were replacing the the fillings. Yeah. And so they gave me the needle. Mm-hmm. The whole shebang. I'm used to that whatever, right? And so um they basically he what he did was he drilled the old filling. So he took it out. I don't know if you've ever watched those TikTok videos where it shows you how the dentist actually does it, but I was able to like picture, picture it in, in my mind. mind. Yeah. So it made me kind of enjoy the appointment a little bit more because yeah. I could feel what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And then, so after he like prepares the tooth to now be filled, so he's made, basically emptied out the tooth. Mm-hmm. I could feel it with my tongue, like that thing. That's why when you're talking, yeah. I was like, yeah, oh my God, I did that too. So I'm like, oh my God, it's so sharp. Like, dang, like there's so much that they have to fill. Yeah. So he's like, all right, so the dental hygienist is actually going to come and do the fillings for you. I was like, why? Why aren't mm-hmm. you filling it out? He's like, sorry, like I'm actually double booked today. So like I'm going to have her do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. So it's this new, or sorry, she wasn't a dental hygienist. She was another dentist. Yeah. She comes in. She's like, hi, nice to meet you, whatever. So she's here. Mm-hmm. And so she's working on one side. So I had one here, two here. Mm-hmm. And this one took her a long time because she filled it. But yeah. she made the tooth like too high. So when I was like going like this, mm-hmm. like when I was um, punching, oh, like it wouldn't close completely because it was like unleveled. Yeah. So it took her a long time to fix that, and I'm like, he wouldn't have had the problem, <laughs> but like, fine, you know, whatever. Yeah. So she finally gets it. Mm-hmm. By the time she made it to this side, the numbing started to wear off, <gasps> and so she went into the like. So my wisdom, t- not my wisdom tooth, my root canal tooth is like mm-hmm. no nerves, right? So I don't feel that one. Yeah. But this tooth, the other one, yeah. I can still feel it. So she starts she starts using that pick with the water in it. Ugh. And imagine like they've already carved out my tooth. And I was like, oh, I can feel that. And like Why didn't she say anything? I screamed. What oh, do you mean? Okay, okay, okay. I literally started like tearing out. Like my I was like, it hurts so bad. See, that's what I don't like. Like the fact that at any moment you could feel like, the most excruciating pain you've ever felt in your life in a split second. And here's the thing, okay? Yeah. So they, um, this is how they do feelings. There's this like thin silver like metal sheet mm-hmm. thing that they basically use to like uh, isolate that one tooth. They put mm-hmm. it over. It's like a cap. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. It hurts. I, f- I effing hate Because those. it like presses into your gums. I like. I don't like that. The one I mm-hmm. literally like, I was so upset that mm-hmm. she was putting that on my tooth and each and every one, like to this day, it's still cut a little bit. Mm-hmm. So flossing hurts like a okay yeah so she put it on there that's what hurt the most more than the drilling itself Mm -hmm. so i'm like oh my god why can i feel this but i'm like it's okay i can handle the pain yeah i'm gonna be a tough girl it's fine she starts drilling i'm like i can't do this like i I can't i i I literally because they have that like silver Mm -hmm. thing 
that then connects to this long silver rod. So like, yeah. I can't talk. She's also like holding my tongue to the side with the little side mirror thingy. Mm-hmm. So I'm just there in a vulnerable At position. At that point, you gotta like pull a, a tap out. You gotta... <laughs> well, no. So Start tapping. <laughs> I'm like on the chair, like laying back, legs are crossed, yeah. and I had my fingers like intertwined like this. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how hard I was clutching. That's, that's what I was happening to me. Yeah. To the point where, like, when the appointment was done, and she's like, "Okay, we're done." When I let go, my fingers were dented from how hard I was mm-hmm. pressed. Like it hurt. I was like, "Damn!" Like I was <laughs> clenching for like an hour mm-hmm. straight. And the thing is, is that it hurts so bad. And when she, like, I couldn't talk, right? Because, like, this thing is sticking out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. She's holding my tongue down. So I'm, like, trying to say, like, I can feel it. But I'm, like, fully panicking at this mm-hmm. point. And you know when you're, like, I couldn't breathe properly. Yeah. Like, I was, like, full-on panic mode. I Why don't you just grab her damn hands and, like, pull them out and be, like, you are, I should take away your license. <laughs> so I'm just, like, <laughs> like, yeah. literally, like mortified tears are streaming she's like oh my god oh my god i'm so sorry okay hold on one sec one sec Mm -hmm. so she's like i can tell she's freaking out Mm -hmm. and so is her dental hygienist Mm -hmm. like they're both like shit what did we do yeah so then she gets like some sort of she's like i'm gonna put a numbing desensitizer yeah on the tooth to try and stop the pain Mm -hmm. so i'm like oh what like get me out of (laughs) here yeah so she eventually finishes it finishes the other one desensitizer whatever thing work a little bit it, mm-hmm. it it reduced the pain to like mm-hmm. a more tolerable amount yeah. but it but it's still painful right bruh like just knock us out what i know it's dangerous to knock people out but sometimes you know you gotta you gotta take the risk you gotta you, gotta, you know get them to sign something be like hey we can knock you out there might be a 20 percent chance of you dying but you know sometimes it's worth the risk 20 percent is pretty high <laughs> yeah, you know, i would not sign that 20 percent okay okay 20 percent might be high like five percent at what percentage? 1%. At one. At what, okay, one percent really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. For a one percent, there's a one percent of you dying for like walking from here to the living room. Okay. Yeah, probably. Who knows? So you can slip and fall or anything. So that Listen, that's like such a small. If I go, it was my time. That's all exactly, I gotta say. But exactly, I was so traumatized. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, "Oh, um, that root canal tooth. Like, do you want to get a crown on it?" Mm-hmm. I couldn't even think straight. I'm like, "A what?" She's like, "A crown." I'm like, I don't know. Just call me when you want to talk about it. Okay. Like, I, don't, I have no idea. I got to yeah. go back to work. Like, bye. Uh, do you even know what a crown is? Yeah. Oh, okay. So basically, it's like a, an over layer to yeah. protect the tooth. But like, uh, mind you, I made this appointment. It was 1020 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I expected to be back home by 11. Mm-hmm. Guess what time I got home? What time? 12. But your work will give you the time, right? They'll yeah, be, they didn't they care. Yeah. They, they were fine because I told mm-hmm. them like, oh, yeah, I'll be back by 11. Nope. I got back at 12. Mm-hmm. And I was so mortified. Mm-hmm. I couldn't eat. I had a smoothie and then soup for lunch. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's why, you know, you just gave me multiple reasons why I should never go back. But that was just my dentist, okay? They also don't have massage chairs or like they have ATV, but it always plays TP24. Like nothing exciting, you know? I'm, gonna, I'm hoping that this place that I got right now, even though it's hella far, you know, maybe the glitz, all those lights and stuff yeah. are a good sign. They could yeah. be a bad sign. It could be like, you know, you're trying to cover uh, where you something cover something in glitter. You know what I'm trying to say, right? Like something oh, that's that, bad, you're covering in glitter to make it look nice. But really, it's like... I was actually going to say that to you. I mm-hmm. feel like they're pulling out all the stops mm-hmm. to try and attract you to the office. Yeah. To kind of like make you forget about the pain you're about to endure. Yeah. If, you know, <laughs> if I end up getting a lot of pain, you know who I'm calling, right? Sanabat. Do you know... <laughs> <laughs> when you back when you had braces i remember one time i was here mm-hmm. 
I slept over or something. And so your dad took me to your appointment with you. It was me and Gizman and you. We like the three oh, okay. of us. Okay, I won't remember any of this. I know you won't ahead. remember, yeah. but this traumatized me for so long. Why? Because we went to your appointment and it was like some Asian dentist, right? I think. No, the, the one of the one of the workers was yeah, like the receptionist. Oh, I thought it was mm, no. My was dentist, my child. dentist was like some old white guy. Yeah, <laughs> like when we or my but it was like on a street, like on a main yeah road. Yeah. Okay, so I remember we went in. And like, as soon as we got in, your dad mm-hmm. was like checking you in. <laughs> there was someone in an appointment <laughs> and this child was like screaming <laughs> at the top of his lungs. And I was like, <laughs> where are we? <laughs> like, I was so scared because yeah. I'm like, oh my God, is, are they going to do that to Amir? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? You know what's funny? <laughs> in this dentist place, <laughs> like there's a main office and yeah. you have like all the rows of the dent- the dentistry rooms, whatever. Yeah. And then like as you're exiting the building, it's still on the same floor. Next to the elevator, there's a separate room mm-hmm. just for kids. And it like has its own door and everything separate from everything else. And I feel like it's for that reason. <laughs> they don't want them to kids hear. Be screaming. <laughs> they don't want you to hear the screams of the children. So they put them literally in a different <laughs> side of the <this laughs> office. <laughs> but that's like, I just can't imagine. Like, imagine you're just like working on some little, like if you're mm-hmm. a, den- a dentist or a hygienist, you're like working on a little kid's teeth. <laughs> and they're just like screaming. <laughs> what would you do? Because we do, we would do the same thing. We didn't have any like, um, I, I don't know. My mom would hit me if I ever screamed in the dentist. What? She would actually probably hit me and be like, no. "Stop embarrassing me." Would they? Yeah, maybe. Actually, have no. I ever screamed at the dentist? No, 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 they wouldn't hit you for that. They wouldn't hit. She wouldn't hit me, but she would just kind of tell you to like shut up. <laughs> yeah, she'd be like, "Stop screaming," even mm-hmm. though I'm in pain. I'm like, "What do you mean, stop screaming?" But that's the thing because they have no like inhibitions. Is that what it's called? I don't know. Like the, for us, we don't scream because we have something like holding us back. I don't. I just don't know what that word is. I don't. It's not a dub. It's huh? not manners. It's just we've been shamed into screaming. <laughs> yeah, like you have. They have no shame. Exactly. They have no shame. They're like, if I feel pain, I'm gonna let you know. That's the type of freedom I want. <laughs> yeah, but when you feel pain, you literally crush your own fingers. Yeah, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't believe I did that. And I didn't, like, I literally thought I could sit through that pain. But, like, <laughs> there's a reason why they numb you. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, it runs out at the worst possible time. Because that's the thing. Usually near the end is, like, when the worst is happening. But that has never happened to me Actually, before. sometimes. It's because she took so long on yeah, this side. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we Damn both it. had an eventful week with the dentist. This is probably our third time talking about the dentist. People are probably sick about it at this point. What else has been going on in the news this week? Um, oh, that one video that's like kind of going viral. Oh, um, the dad? It's actually her grandfather. Her grandfather, I mean, yeah. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys have all seen it by now, but uh, the grandfather who was like embracing his granddaughter and it's just so sad man like Mm -hmm. it's honestly so sad like i saw it and i was just like wow like he he's so calm and just like i read this comment um i think it was on instagram when i first saw it but someone Mm -hmm. one of the person's comments is like the fact that he's so calm and just feels reassured like just shows his ultimate reliance on god like Mm -hmm. unwavering faith it's so like inspiring to see Mm -hmm. um i think i think situations like this exclusive well for muslims specifically should probably change it maybe it maybe is changing their perspective on death because a lot of times people are scared of death and they think of it as the end but a lot of the examples we're seeing 
from Gaza and from Palestine in general is that like th- this dunya is like it's very short we're not promised it forever at the end of the day we should rely on Allah and understand that this is just like a stop in a greater journey where um of course it's unfortunate that there are people who are haven't even made it to the year of where they're even accountable and they're passing away but that the reassuring thing and thing that he was trying to reassure the people or himself of is that she's immediately going to Jannah and she'll be uh, in a better place after this. Yeah, and I think people who fear death probably fear the unknown because mm-hmm. they haven't learned or they may not know about the afterlife and what occurs after you die. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, when you take the time to learn about what happens to you after you pass away, um, through whatever means that you pass away like when you learn about what happens to you after that in the afterlife and what's waiting for you um depending on how you die and then your state in this world you know i I wouldn't i wouldn't say you should fear death even more but it should actually make you more um it should make you more conscious about how you live your life Mm -hmm. on this earth you know what i mean so like what you're doing how you're spending your time Mm -hmm. and you know it's it's a sad video only because of what he was saying, like the way he was saying, like mm-hmm. she's the soul of my soul. It's because that's his daughter's daughter, and I was yeah. like, <sighs> yeah, there are a lot of I've seen a lot of TikToks or a lot of reactions to where people are like bawling watching this. Yeah, um, but you have to remember this is not a unique situation because it's not. There it's... have been I think five thousand, maybe five thousand plus children who have. More than uh, that. Passed away. What? More than 5,000. More than five. Yeah, 5,000 plus yeah. children who have passed away from this, which means that there are 5,000 plus stories very similar to this, 100%. unless their whole families, in some cases, that were passed away. But even then, there's always going to be someone there to mourn them, right? So this yeah. is not like like in his situation, it was his granddaughter. It wasn't even his daughter directly. It was his granddaughter, which means that there's always someone there to mourn someone. So, yeah, he lost actually her brother too so it was his mm-hmm. both his grandchildren yeah which is exactly very sad but this will open i i hope you know there's always hope that this will open more eyes to the situation if their eyes aren't already open to it uh and even this was actually taken i don't know was that video before or after the, the 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 pause okay so it was released after the pause but i don't know when that airstrike took place mm-hmm. i can't i don't know for sure so i don't well, want to say since then or like since last week we recorded there's also been that uh, pause the four day the four day quote unquote ceasefire conveniently placed through black friday and cyber monday yeah conspiracies aside like it's it's still a very it's a weird time because uh first off like you can see from the hostage there's a hostages that it's almost like a bittersweet time right because yeah. you see that the hostages are released 150 hostages uh that were held by the israeli government are released but then that's that's like the sweet part, but the bitter part is that Israeli what's stopping the Israeli government from uh, just arresting more people? Like there, the, there's actually a video that came out where literally like the day after they release these people, mm. they they're just going randomly on the street and picking up off pe- people off the street and arresting them for what though? No reason. Well, they never had a reason, right? Yeah. But they're just so even they the, even though they released 150 people. There's nothing stopping them and probably they've already done this where they arrest 150 plus people just to get back at their um, the Palestinian people. And Did you see the rules though that they had for the those? Yeah, like the, they're saying they couldn't celebrate. You couldn't throw candy because like I think it's 
It's like a many cultures do this, but when there's like a reason for celebration, they throw candy on you. Mm-hmm. They're saying you can't even do that. No signs of celebration. You can't talk about it to the media. Like otherwise, you're gonna pay a a large hefty fine of like seven seventy five thousand of their currency. Yeah. So, and I like I don't think any. I, the thing is that I don't think the media is gonna pick up on any of that, except for like maybe Al Jazeera or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you've seen something different. Of them celebrating? No, no, no. Of like people speaking out about these stipulations that the government has put out for the people who are they're releasing. I saw it on a post on TikTok, but mm-hmm. I, it wasn't like an official news, uh, like news segment or anything. Mm-hmm. The other part to it was that as they're releasing these Palestinian uh, hostages, they were talking about how the horrific like living conditions that they were putting in, how they were treated. Uh, by the IDF and the Israeli soldiers and and officers. And then on the opposite side, you have the 150, no, 50 hostages that were released by the uh, Hamas. Mm -hmm. And first off, you can see like they're waving them. They're helping them. Did you see the video of the Hamas soldiers like as they're greeting the the hostages Mm -hmm. to put them in the car? They were hostages. Yeah. Yeah. Hostages. Yes. And, And he was like saying to them like, welcome come on the come in the car like they were so nice mm-hmm. to them yeah because there are rules to war that only one side of course is respecting right yeah so they were nice and the the hostages didn't look like they were disheveled or like they were treated poorly in any way and there were interviews coming out even before this when they initially released the, the first woman. group of hostages like yeah. they were talking about how they treated them well and mm. ironically enough when they were talking to the new hostages they were saying like yeah you know uh they treated us well unfortunately we didn't get to eat as much and they're like oh because you guys were like they, they were starving you right it's like no it's because israel was attacking the areas around us so much that none of the aid was coming into uh the area that they were holding us in so we couldn't even like uh they had to start rationing out the food and they were, the fact that they even rationed out the food to them to begin with is a is completely opposite to what the israeli government would do right right they would probably just let them starve and they and they have done that. So just the difference in how the hostages are te- treated on both sides kind of lets you know who really is the terrorist in this situation. A hundred percent. And it didn't even take this situation to discover that. Mm-hmm. And so that that's probably one of the most recent things. It's going to be a four day ceasefire. I hope, I hope that it continues. Like maybe they can come to some negotiation. Um, but the fight for the like Palestinian freedom is still a long one. Oh um, yeah, it's not over yet, and we're not going to stop talking about it. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely not going to stop talking about it. You know, no matter how hard the algorithm tries to hit us with it, <laughs> we're going to continue talking about it. And I just seeing the hope in the in the people, the Palestinian people, and the suburb <laughs> that they're displaying uh, should be inspirational to not only Muslims but everyone around the world. Yeah, um, and should make hopefully make people realize uh who is really trying to fight for their freedom here because yeah. the people who are typing out free israel and then you go up to them and they're like freeze them from what and they have no real answer to it is very telling of what the real who the real like threat is in this situation people are out here saying free israel yeah and see that the people typing it out no from what free them from what though they're they are free well yeah that's what i'm saying there's no reply to it yeah so and and kind of also another telling thing Mm -hmm. about who is in the right here is how 
the people here speak about or even treat the opposing side, right? Like, I think there was a video recently that came out of a girl who, there, were, there was a protest going through a mall. Mm, and there's a girl at that. the top of the banisters or the uh, the second level, like you can see down sometimes in the, in, into the first level. And she was like screaming at them like, hor- like horrible things. And then yeah. she spit on them. I know, she spit on a child. Yeah. And then, of course, when someone confronts her about it, it was like a black man. He's like, you almost spit on my daughter because he was standing next to them. And like, you know, it was like spit mm. particles everywhere. He's like, you almost spit on my daughter. Like how you're a horrible, horrible person. Why are you doing these things? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, of course, this guy's not passing in any way. She like attacks his race. She's like, oh, of course, a black man would say this. And it's like, okay, you just exposed who's which uh, <laughs> who you really are. Here. Wait, listen, I feel like, first of all, Canada- the thing is you can't do anything. You can't do anything because the moment you do something, unfortunately, the media will spin it to make it look like you're the monster. You can defend yourself, though. What? Yeah, the person they spit on. But you, you as an observer, can't really do much in that situation. Maybe there's some grounds for like citizen arrest. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. Like our our reaction should not be violence towards them. It's not violence. It's just unless unless you're lessons trying to stop have them to be doing. taught, right? Like people like that only Mm -hmm. disrespect others because they can and they think they're untouchable you're not untouchable Mm -hmm. and the amount of hate crimes that have increased since Mm -hmm. the start or like i guess the this the start of all of this kind of coming out in the Mm -hmm. media is it's actually astonishing and it's crazy because i always see news reports about heavy police presence in Mm -hmm. um like heavily populated like jewish areas in Mm -hmm. the city but how many mosques have been attacked? How many Muslims have been attacked? Apparently, I actually just saw this earlier this morning, but like three men were killed for, or shot, sorry, were were shot in Vermont, I think, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, for wearing the kufiya. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I didn't hear about this, but I'm wouldn't, spi- I I wouldn't just, like, be surprised. I just saw it like before I came here mm-hmm. and I was just like, what, like, how come everyone's so quick to, and, and this is no hate to like the Jewish people, right? Because mm-hmm. the Jewish people who don't support the Zionist movement are just as innocent. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like they didn't do anything wrong. They just happened to be Jewish. Like that, that's that. Mm-hmm. But those that are like perpetually like pushing hate towards Palestinians and mm-hmm. those who support the Palestinian movement, mm-hmm. those are the ones that I'm like side eyeing you big time. Mm-hmm. And that's the lesson that needs to be taught to them is like, no, you don't just, dis- don't be disrespectful and don't like them being in the, like them being pro Zionist movement is already, you know yeah in and of itself a problem Mm -hmm. but then for them to like attack you're attacking random kids in the mall like you're spitting on people like Mm -hmm. there's that one lady in new york who threw her coffee or something at the dad and his baby who finally got arrested obama's whoever that guy was to him Mm -hmm. got arrested or is being charged like it's it's you can always tell you can always tell like who's the right or even wrong in a movement even if it's not obvious when you're well even if it is obvious from what you're seeing from the news and things coming out if you're still on the what we consider the wrong side Mm. look at the people who are the individuals who aren't there who are part of this cause as well and how they act because usually the people who like comprise a group are very telling of the overall um i guess righteousness or of that group if that makes sense but I feel like every time there's something associated with Islam, Muslims, and we've spoken about this, you know, before October 7th, anytime mm-hmm. there's any sort of like 
act of terrorism, mm-hmm. even if it has nothing to do with Islam, Muslims always have to like overcompensate by being like overly nice to their neighboring communities mm-hmm. and like, don't worry, Muslims are not like this. Like, mm-hmm. is it not obvious by now that we are a peaceful people? Like the religion well, when itself. You got two billion people who are Muslim <laughs> in the world. <laughs> But they, like it, it, you think that things will be popping off every day, but really it's the other opposing side who's the one who's making things pop off. So that's like, and it's just starting to get like frustrating. Mm-hmm. Like, and I know this this thought that I'm about to say is already a controversial take because some people believe that Hamas is a terrorist group. Some people believe that they are actually a resistance group, and they're mm-hmm. just resisting the 75 plus years of oppression that they've the mm-hmm. Palestinian people have been facing. And it's like you can you can only kick someone so many times before they eventually retaliate. Mm-hmm. You know the only what I thing, mean? The only thing they can um, say and the thing that us, us, as, us as Muslims have to kind of agree with them on is that like innocent women and children should never be um, hurt in these situations. Anyone innocent, men, women, children, doesn't matter who yeah, you are. Yeah, anyone innocent in, yeah. in general. 100%. And mm-hmm. I'll always agree with that. Yeah. But when you have like it's not even just the the soldiers anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, settlers are just given machine guns and just told like shoot whoever you mm-hmm. want. Like random people. Imagine like our government just said, "Hey, Amir, you're Canadian. Here's a gun. Shoot whoever. Like shoot mm-hmm. the opposing side if there was one." Yeah, like, and that's, that's mostly crazy. in the West Bank where Hamas isn't really. Um, Which is it's insane. It. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Like mm-hmm. I, I just sometimes when I stop and think, it's so hard to like try and conceptualize. What do you mean it's not unique? This is not unique to Palestine. This has been going on around the world what all the time. Mean? Like where where governments will give a certain, whether it's the people who live there or mercenary groups or other groups, they'll provide them guns and weapons to kill a certain population that they want out of the way so they can get to certain resources. Yeah, I know. I know. It's not, it's not mm-hmm. unique. But like when I sit there and try to conceptualize it and just like mm-hmm. make sense of it, I'm like, wait, why am I trying to make sense of a literal mass murder? Or a terrorist? Yeah, there's no making sense. I'm not it. a terrorist. So I'll never, it'll never mm-hmm. resonate with me. It'll never make sense with me, mm-hmm. make sense to me of why they would do something like that. But it's just, it's so angering mm-hmm. that like I or many other people can't stop it from happening. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I think the reason why people have been feeling so heavy over the last month and a half is because you're like watching all these atrocities happen. Mm-hmm. And you literally can't do anything about it besides obviously like, you know, protesting, donating to eventually get the aid to them eventually, mm-hmm. um, educating the people around you. Like you can't physically stop it, which yeah. is what makes it hard. That was also another positive of the ceasefire. Uh, yeah. The temporary ceasefire is that uh, it allowed them. One of the stipulations made mm-hmm. by Hamas is that they have to allow um, the aid trucks, the 200 aid trucks to get into Gaza and help mm-hmm. the people. And this whole time, actually, uh, a side note is that, like, I always, I didn't understand the perspective of how far north, northern Gaza and southern Gaza are from each other. And then someone put it into perspective. They're like, yeah, the, the distance between them is like a 10 minute drive. Yeah. It's n- actually not that far. It's just, it's just the people, like, that area is so small. And, like, I think the news tries to make it sound like it's a lot bigger and they, and they play with words to make it sound like it's a larger area than um it seems but really like Gaza is like a tiny it's literally a strip it's not that big yeah um so it's unfortunate that they've with the amount of bombs that they dropped on the place how they try and make it seem like it's oh you know we actually are targeting certain spots but then you see the videos of full flattened neighborhoods you're like oh 
Like, this, was this whole neighborhood filled with Hamas? It's like, you find us all civilians? What, what's the situation here, guys? But also, like, although it's a 10-minute drive or walk or whatever, mm-hmm. because of the mass destruction that, that has been caused by the airstrikes, mm-hmm. like, it's not, like, just a quick walk down the road. You know what I mean? Like, oh, there's yeah, so yeah, much yeah. rubble everywhere. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's more so, a perspective thing that oh yeah like as in like oh if you go down to the south like you'll be safe for the north mm-hmm. but it's like it's all the same area so if you bomb yeah. the north the south is going to feel it too yeah but also how are you going to get one point whatever million people mm-hmm. in such a tiny like enclosed like it's very inhumane the way that they're being treated mm-hmm. yeah but you know everyone will serve their justice in time they sure will. And and actually, one other thing that recently happened, mm-hmm. it's sort of related to this, but like there was an explosion at the border. Oh, yeah. Like somewhere m- midway through the week. Mm-hmm. And the moment they came out, there wasn't much information, right? There was just known to be a, a explosion at the border. And what did of they claim the it as? the first thing in the comments, people, I don't know if the news story claimed it as that, but the comments initially were like, oh, look, it's finally happening, y'all. Like, all the conspirators conspirators started coming out being like, it's finally happening, y'all. Like, they're coming for us. You know, this is the first step. All Everyone's, like, trying to talk about, like, oh, how this is a terrorist attack and, like, you know, uh, I think even in downtown Toronto, they had increased police presence at the TTC stations because, like, oh, maybe there's going to be another attack. So, actually, they probably did think it was a terrorist attack at first. They, they did say it on the news, actually. Okay, there. And then it came out that it was just a guy who, like, I think had a heart attack and gun like his car he he hit the gas and he ended up jumping one of the medians and like landing in the middle of the booth and his yeah. car exploded i saw that and and we were talking about it at work and when they said like oh they're they're saying that a bomb exploded mm-hmm. i'm like a bomb why would they bomb the border like that's so yeah. random oh no like bombing the border yeah it wouldn't uh, any any attack or would be kind of random i guess yeah but it was Mm -hmm. just like like when i when when it was told to me i was kind of just like what you trying to say (laughs) (laughs) you know like what you trying to say Mm because they're like oh my god it's a bomb Mm -hmm. and i I didn't go into work that day but they were like all over union station Mm -hmm. like just police everywhere Mm -hmm. so then later i saw on the news that they were like retracting their statement about saying that it was a terrorist attack Mm because it obviously wasn't so yeah and it's ironic how like after i think 9-11 was like there's a couple other terrorist attacks like one in miami uh but majority of the mass shootings or like bomb threats or anything have been happening by like right-wing like racist groups for the most part like the ones who have been going to walmart's and just killing multiple people yeah so that should be you think that would be like the first thought in a lot of people's minds but of course it always comes back to terrorists muslim terrorists like they only use that word terrorist exclusively to because they know what that word means to them or mm-hmm. what's that word that what that word does to them terrorist is synonymous with a muslim yeah so that's an unfortunate thing and then of course once it came out and all those comments they went real quiet mm-hmm. talking about a whole new whole new world or whatever but you know it's it's we just have to rely on Allah. That's all it is, okay? That's all we can do. Exactly. <laughs> so another thing happening in news, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, but uh, alhamdulillah Megan Rice converted to Islam. And yeah. you know, she she went to the mosque and there was a video that came out with her speaking to the group and talking about her journey to Islam and um how of course this this situation in Palestine is what triggered that and was like the catalyst for for her conversion. Um but of course, as I expected, unfortunately, 
the you know the haram police came out mm. in full droves the moment she started posting after she came muslim they're like threatening her telling her this and that she's doing is wrong how she should be doing this better how she's doing this wrong and of course that's like overwhelming for an influencer right Thankfully, you mean a newly converted muslim? for new new converted uh muslim but also someone who's in the public eye mm. Uh, and unfortunately there are a lot of stories of people who converted and then had this happen to them and then they kind of like took a step back and either left Islam or had a different view of it afterwards um, so thankfully a few other people came out in her defense and started supporting her and she was seeing it so she sees that this is the minority uh, but one conspiracy that started coming out that I sort of kind of like you know sort of started to believe is that these people, these haram police, sometimes may not even be who they say they are. They may not even be Muslim to begin with. They might be Zionists in disguise. No? We entering our conspiracy theory Yeah, era? I'm just saying, you know? Like, because it's kind of funny how there's all these positive comments. Yeah. She converts, as, uh, there's co- positive comments about her conversion. And then almost immediately she's, she starts to get like bogged down by negative comments from people saying how she's doing everything wrong. And a lot of times I think it's because like people actively, the, people don't want people conversion to converting to Islam, right? Who's people? Huh? Who doesn't want people to convert to Islam? Non-Muslims. Oh. Who else? <laughs> I was like, who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when they start seeing this, especially people who were maybe prominent Christians in the community, mm. they don't want them converting to Islam. So what's stopping them from going out there and starting to leave negative comments in the name of Islam or like not in the name of Islam, but claiming to be Muslims just so they can uh, give this person a more... Um, like distaste towards Distaste Islam. towards it. Or at least maybe rethink their situation. Because, you know, to convert to Islam in a span of a month, you know, can be, that's a pretty big decision, right? Right. So you are you have to be very careful with these people because they're just convert. They're, they don't know everything. Some people, they just hear about Islam. Mm-hmm. They hear the basics. It's like, okay, I want to become Muslim, right? Yeah. But there's still so much that they don't know. So you have to kind of like feed it to them in a way that will be not acceptable, but it was not overwhelming to them right but when someone is in public eye and they accept it in such a like quick way yeah. in a very short period of time then and they get hit with this right away and people are like telling them all these rules and regulations mm. immediately it can it can be overwhelming and it can make them rethink their situation i think that for the quote-unquote haram police that are actually like that are actually muslims mm-hmm. Um, I think they forget the fact that like when we were if you're born into Islam like you're born into a Muslim family Mm -hmm. you don't just know everything the day you're born Mm -hmm. you learn it over the progression of your entire life Mm -hmm. whereas someone who embraces Islam and they're a week in a month in a year in compare that to your lifelong learning that you've done you can't expect this new Muslim to know every single thing Mm -hmm. and be a perfectly practicing Muslim within the first little bit of their time like they're going to be learning and as they continue to learn they'll get better and better but you should have mercy on those like on new mm-hmm. muslims you know what i mean like have mercy on them if you if you feel like they're doing something wrong then teach them but mm-hmm. don't expect them to learn every single thing immediately like that's so overwhelming and so yeah. intense like have mercy on them teach them slowly because if you try to overwhelm them 
And if they try to overwhelm themselves by like, oh, I have to start doing this and I have to do this and I have to do this and I have to mm-hmm. do this, they're going to like, you only have so many hours in the day. It's mm-hmm. better to take baby steps towards eventually fulfilling your obligations versus trying mm-hmm. to do them all at once and then failing because you experience burnout or, or overwhelming mm-hmm. feelings you yeah. know i think the best response that i saw was from another guy who recently converted as well mm. and he's like a lot of these people are like muslims who were born into islam but never learned what it meant to actually be muslim mm. and and the fact that it's not just about rules and regulations like there's right. a spiritual side to it 100%. there's a suburb that comes with it like you have to be there's a there's a there's decorum to being a muslim that they have that because sometimes when you're born into it you take a lot of those things for granted yeah right and you actually because you're coming at it from like sometimes very cultural side you forget like to be muslim requires you to be like soft and to be uh understanding and to give grace to people and to understand that like your everyone's situation is different and you have to approach them in a in a way that's appropriate to that person uh but you know the internet is accessible to everyone Mm -hmm. and unfortunately there are a lot of 13 14 because i feel like a lot of these key people who are commenting these haram police are like 13 14 15 year olds who Mm. are just learning all these rules and feel like they have a certain like power with uh, not addressing but like enforcing them on other people because maybe in their own home they don't have that much power because they're weak (laughs) and don't you know and and uh and well, feel like they're being they need to impose it on someone else well, well here's the thing stronger. here's the thing right yeah. because yes the prophet taught us that we should be um abiding by mm-hmm. you know what's uh sorry oblig- an obligation on mm-hmm. us but also like prohibiting and avoiding what's sinful for us and mm-hmm. that we should be teaching others aka mm-hmm. giving dawah like preaching you know the call to islam but also mm-hmm. the rules of islam to the community Mm -hmm. now yes we are supposed to do that however along with actually learning your personal obligations Mm -hmm. as in like knowing how to pray knowing how to fast first and foremost knowing how to believe in god correctly Mm -hmm. and and believing in his messengers um knowing how to do uh to purify and clean yourself because that's Mm -hmm. also another part of the obligations that you have to know aside from all of that in conjunction Mm -hmm. to that actually you also have to have that islamic manner like you said Mm -hmm. islamic manners meaning you have to, first of all, be like it, it's. I, I would. I don't know if we can go as far as saying it's an obligation to be patient, mm-hmm. um, but there are ways to kind of navigate. There's there's a wisdom behind how to preach and yeah, give that. Yeah, the way you preach to someone who was a Muslim their whole life versus someone who just converted to Islam is very very different. But even if even if you had someone who was born in born into Islam. Oh, I mean, like born into Islam and like grew up with uh, like Islam, learning the like learning knowledge, the and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But either way, though, like I know some people have the more like harsh, tough love approach. Some people are more gentle, mm-hmm. soft. It honestly just depends on how the person that you're trying to teach accepts mm-hmm. the information, right? Yeah. If you have like some people, they like the tough love approach. They they want to be kind of like they want someone to be strict on them to hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. But then there are other people who that's not their style. And and if you kind of come at them with a tough love approach, they're going to be like, whoa, get out of my face. Like, who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you kind of, you have to be smart and, and wise about how you actually go about giving your da'wah to people. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. otherwise you're going to just be doing more harm than good. And yeah. you don't want to do that. And people so. might even start rejecting 
certain rules that you're giving them because of the way that you're dis- giving this not distributing this information to them or like teaching them information like you might say um i don't want to give a specific rule but you might give them a certain rule and they'll reject it just because of how you try to teach it to them by forcing it on them well a very and making that person maybe reject an actual rule in islam because of the way you taught it to them and making you both fall short in islam a very common one is the uh, like the whole topic about hijab mm-hmm. um, and influencers. Yeah, which you know we've actually been asked a few times now to speak on it, and we have, we have, and I think we also like we were asked again after that, mm-hmm. like to do like a whole deep dive into it, and I think mm-hmm. maybe, maybe one day it's it's a heavy topic, and there's a lot that kind of goes into that, but like that's a prime example of like you know someone who, let's say. They may have been born into Islam, mm-hmm. but they could be struggling. Like the the hijab for them is their test in this dunya, mm-hmm. and so maybe they have their baby hairs out, and then they mm-hmm. post something online, and then you have a whole bunch of people saying like, "Oh, I can see your hair. Why mm-hmm. are you even posting online? You might as well take it off. Mm-hmm. Don't ever tell someone to take off the hijab. Don't ever. Like mm-hmm. I'm telling you now, it doesn't matter if they have half of their hair out. Don't tell them to take off the hijab because mm-hmm. that's like the worst thing you want to do. Because guess who gets the sins now? Like, obviously, the person does, too. But, like, guess who also gets sins now? When this person takes off their hijab because they read your comment, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, well, Bob Smith told me I might as well take off the hijab because half my hair is showing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm just going to take it off now. Well, you're going to be falling into sin now, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, at the end of the day, that's an example of someone, I guess, going against the rule, right? Mm-hmm. Because, and they may not denounce yeah, hijab that, that being an obligation. Use by, uh, uh, you, know, you can. Okay, I can use that rule, yeah. Yeah, like it's it's the reality. (laughs) But it's it's the reality, right? And and I understand like wanting to advise your brothers and sisters. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Just be smart about it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, not everything has to be a lecture, like where you're yelling at somebody or you're belittling them, ridiculing them publicly. Mm -hmm. If you really genuinely care for your Muslim brothers and sisters, there's an approach to it. If you want to advise someone about the hijab specifically, go about it in a different way. Either, mm. you know, talk to them one-on-one. Talk about, compliment the girl on how beautiful she looks with the hijab when when her hair is fully covered. Mm-hmm. There, You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a daily struggle for some people. Like, more mm. than, more often, it happens more often than you think. And it's um, it's usually a silent battle unless they come out and speak about it. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like coming at it in such an aggressive tone is not... It's not going to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and I think even this Megan Rice and like Palestine situation is probably the best example yeah. of how you don't even have to say anything to attract people towards Islam and, and have them actively want to take part in, the, in, in, in being a Muslim because no one came up to her and told her, embrace Islam, become a Muslim or like try to teach her through like speaking to her directly she just saw by the example of other muslims exactly. that's what attracted her to islam to begin with right so sometimes you don't even have to say it just lead by example but how many times have you and i even said that mm-hmm. about how your manners like for example amir if someone if if someone didn't know amir and i and they mm-hmm. both just looked at us they could tell by how i'm dressed that i'm mm-hmm. a muslim they wouldn't know if amir was or wasn't mm-hmm. but by your manners your manners and how you treat people is a form of dawah in and of itself. And we've said that so, I swear we've spoken about this before. You have, yeah. And how important it is to just be, to have good character, like beautify your character. Because Mm -hmm. if you are kind to someone who maybe 
has had like a negative perception of Islam. Mm-hmm. Like especially when you're outwardly Muslim, but even you, like if you're just kind to someone mm-hmm. and they're like, wow, thank you so much. Like you didn't even have to do that. And then you just spark up a conversation and then mm-hmm. you happen to talk about religion mm-hmm. and they're inspired now because they're like, wow, like, you know, you have such a like great character. You helped me in this time of need. Mm-hmm. And then they're now like, you know, their wheels are turning in their brain and they're just like, I thought Muslims were like this and like that, but mm-hmm. he wasn't like that. Then they start looking into Islam and then one day this person decides to embrace Islam. Mm-hmm. Like, do you see how that one small thing that you could have just done, it literally is free for you to be kind. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I just... I don't know. I'm not a fan of like. Mm-hmm. But overall, I, I feel like uh, we're moving in a more positive direction. I know things are horrible right now in in a in a micro scale, well, not a micro scale, but like just looking at what's going on in the world. But in a macro scale, I feel like everything is moving in a more positive positive direction, Islamically wise, if that makes sense. I mean, the perception of Islam. Yeah, the perception the perception of Islam. I feel like through this situation is changing, and uh, even. Purely by like how the numbers of Muslims are growing, you can see because before this situation, the, the the number of people embracing Islam wasn't growing, and I feel like this one has only ca- been like a catalyst for that and has exposed even more people to it. Like another example was a lady I saw who was she's a Christian herself, but her whole family is like Zionist Christians, and just from seeing how the the sons and daughters treated their mothers when they first were. Uh, the girl that was released. crying on the TikTok. Yeah, the, exactly. Just from seeing how, like, even before they embraced their mother or father, they would kiss them on the hand, and then they would embrace them. So just that small act, she, the fact that she even mentioned that, had made her look into Islam and like, and, and saw she gave her a different respect for Muslims. Just that small thing mm. can show you how, like, a small thing could open a door to someone's inquiries or and and. and and path to Islam. So, okay, guys. So before we finish off this episode, for once, we'd actually like to respond to at least one of your comments, you know, just to, you know, encourage people to leave comments in the videos because some of you guys leave some really good comments, uh, especially one person who's actually commented multiple times mm-hmm. and has left like pretty good responses to a certain topic. Uh, so this one comes actually from... Oh, you can actually read it out for me. Sorry. My bad. I just realized I'm going to read it. My it's okay. Bad. You can if you want. Huh? You no, can. you can read it. It's all good. Yeah. Okay. So this is a new segment, by the way, that we t- kind of told you about a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're actually going to stick to it. So if you want your comment to be read on an episode, make sure to uh, leave a comment for us on our YouTube, like on the episode videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And we will randomly select it on a week-to-week basis. But This one comes from Dina, who... You know, Dina, I I see her comments all the time. So I feel like Mm -hmm. we're internet friends now. So she said, always look forward to y'all's episodes, especially the long ones with a smiley face. And then said also regarding Sophie on Sean King, I think his main point was to be careful with donating to random, uh, sorry, to any fundraisers. Uh, He starts because he has a history with allegations against him on co-opting movements to these uh, to raise funds and people he raises the funds for allegedly not seeing any of the money mm-hmm. so more more so to protect the people not necessarily saying that he shouldn't be speaking on palestinians or palestine uh or should only be speaking on palestine but to be careful if anyone should profit huh no keep going oh to, oh i was just mouthing it under my lip my bad <laughs> 
be careful of anyone trying to profit or capitalize. So that's what she took away from the like the post um, that Sophia originally posted. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, think, I thought that was like a good comment. Yeah, I think that's what I sort of understood from it as well. Yeah. Because uh, I can't remember if we did clarify that, but he did. We did mention like how people were uh, from previous movements yep. were kind of warning against him because they felt like he was misusing the funds. Mm. Like some people talking about how he like lives in like a mansion on like the beaches of New Jersey or something like that. Mm. So someone who's living that lavishly or that well, and is also a freedom fighter or like a, a activist, you kind of have to start questioning, okay, so where are you getting all this money from? Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I see how the, the Mm -hmm. perception of him like the public perception isn't the best mm-hmm. um so i can understand like why Sophie was warning i think it just the reason why i brought it up was because he had previously made another post where he kind of had a little bit of like a negative tone to it mm-hmm. so not everyone actually received his warning in the way that he may have intended it to mm-hmm. come across you know mm-hmm. um but yeah Okay, but thank you for leaving that comment. We're definitely going to like, we, we've already replied to yours, but like we're going to continue to try and apply to all the uh, thoughtful comments out there or the ones who are trying to give insight into some of the topics. Uh, so if you have any insight in anything we talked about today, you can always leave that in the comments down below on our YouTube channel. And um, yeah, for now, we hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Yeah. Make sure to subscribe to the channel if you can. You maybe like the video. Let's you know. Let's see if you're actually watching this end part. Let's try and get this video to like a hundred likes. We'll just see. Yeah. See if like a hundred you at least make it this far. If you guys can get this video to a hundred likes, then we will. Wait, what, what promises are you trying to make here? I'm trying to think. How can I make you suffer? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Okay. Just... Hold on. If you guys get our video to a hundred likes, we will. Um, we will let you guys dictate what we do for day and we'll vlog it you know like my followers tell me what to do or, or for, for 100 likes maybe yeah. 200 for 200 then to, do that. Uh, yeah yeah no no, sure? no no if you're gonna make it to 200 okay <laughs> if you guys get this video and i mean it if you get this video to 200 likes we will literally allow you guys to dictate our whole day and we will spend a whole day wait doing... whoa 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 we Listen. need to talk about this we guys just you know, subscribe it's to the channel, like the good, video. No, it's no, no, a good you know, deal. We'll, we'll talk about this next week. Okay, Listen, we, we need to talk about on, this afterwards. Hold on, hold on. We need to talk about this afterwards. They'll let we'll let them dictate our day. What? And we will vlog it. Yeah, obviously within within like we're not gonna do anything crazy, okay, guys. Uh, but um, like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Two hundred likes. We'll talk about it. Two hundred. Okay, we'll talk about it. Okay. Yeah. We love you guys. Thank Bye. you for okay, we'll stopping. Okay. Bye. What are you? What are you making fun of? Yeah, we can do it. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.